My man, pots and pans, Tommy boy. Hey, he's happy. He's chirpy. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't be happy. I'm reading this first story. 28-year-old mother of the year candidate. I think she falls into last place. Listen to this, Thomas. This woman has five kids, ages 15 months, 15 months to 12 years. That's not very old, is it? Five kids is a lot of kids to have nowadays. Isn't I know, it? but 15 months to 12 years. Listen to what she does. She decides she needs to get away from everything happening at home and investigate a job opportunity, although she doesn't tell you that she went with her boyfriend. She leaves Texas and goes to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and leaves the kids alone. No. 15 months to 12 years. With that many kids, there's bound to be survivors, right? You would hope. Ugh. Listen to this. She's 28 years old, and she has a kid that's old as 12. This woman's going to be a granny in a couple of years, so maybe we cut her a break. That is just horrible. So whatever happened? Immediately, she was arrested, and child services took the kids, and they're in foster homes already. Oh, wow. Bet she gets all the time she needs away from home now, doesn't she, pal? Oh, yeah. And oh. Of all the places to go, Myrtle Beach, really? They call it the <laughs> Redneck Riviera. Right. Oh, man. Do you know Myrtle Beach is the Spencer Gifts of Beaches Destinations? <laughs> Did you know that? No, but I like that analogy. Tom and Mike. A man from East Deer Township, Pennsylvania, God knows where that is, was arrested for trying to choke his Uber driver because he was singing Christmas carols. <laughs> well, can you blame the guy? Well, if it was Mama got run over by a reindeer, I don't blame him, would you? Did he ask him politely to stop? Well, according to the criminal complaint, the victim told police he was driving his minivan when the 25-year-old in the back reached over and started choking him after he told him to stop singing Christmas carols. I wonder if the conversation was something like this. Well, what would you like to listen to? And the guy in the back goes, I'm tired. I just want a silent night. Silent night it is! (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got to think, Thomas, there isn't a jury in the world that's going to convict this guy, do you think? Mark the Herald, shut the hell up. Tom and Mike. The oldest person in the world died, and she was 117 years old. Stepping into her place is another Japanese woman, 116 years old. How about that, Thomas? So what are they doing over there? Well, here's what they said. They have a couple things in common. Who's they? they? The two Japanese people that they've interviewed. The 117 who died, another 116. They both said there's the keys to their life, their long life. Are you ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> a diet of rice and fish and vegetables. They get some exercise and they both said, here's the real key. Neither of them ever lived in Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Someone needs to keep a close eye on this woman because I've noticed a trend where the world's oldest person seems to die only be replaced by somebody younger. Highly suspicious, don't you think? (laughs) As soon as they get that Guinness World Certificate, boom, they're gone. Gone. And then they have to pass it to the next person. Right. Who's always younger. The great Satchel Page. he wasn't a learned man. He didn't go to college. Tremendous athlete. I think he had the greatest quotation about age I've ever heard. You know what it is? What? He said, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Isn't that great? How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Yep. I think that's a great quote. Meaning that, you know, if you feel like you're, you know, 20 years younger than you are or 10 years younger, that's how old you are. I'm 27. That's right. I'm 31. Here we go, buddy. (laughs) We're millennials again. We are. We both know the trick to age gracefully is to enjoy it. And we both are. We enjoy each other's company. We enjoy talking to the people. And uh, what could be better, right? Our wives. We're going to Myrtle Beach, maybe. (laughs) Right? You know, couples that are married 60 or 70 years, you know what they think when they sit down at dinner every night? What? 
They sit there quietly, they gaze in each other's eyes and they say, you know, if I had poisoned you 30 years ago, I'd be on parole by now. See? <laughs> the glass is always half full. Tom and Mike. This girl in Georgia applied to 50 colleges and she was accepted to 39 of them. They're not all in yet. I mean, she could go 50 for 50, but 39 have come back already. Man, is she a show off or what? She's a smarty. Smarty should have a party. Right. Of all these acceptances, she's got $1.6 million in scholarships also. Whoa. It cost about, I don't know, anywhere from $25 to $50 for a college application, if I remember. So she must have some bucks because that's, you know, 50 times 50. That's a lot of money. Do the math, pal. That's $25,000. For you out there, look at, look at look at Thomas. He's as quick as a whip, boy. He, uh, that's why we never went to college. But, really? Are we, are we dodo birds? But, you know, just if you got there and your kids are thinking about going to college, applying, here's what she did. She had various extracurricular activities. She was on the cheer team. She was on something called the Chick-fil-A Academy and member of the Entrepreneur Club. Chick-fil-A Academy? That's what they said. This is in Douglasville, Georgia. Yeah, Chick-fil-A's big in Georgia. Well, let's face it. High school is like a free trial in education, and then you're graduated, and then you have to pay 50000 to continue, right? That's right. You know, you never went to college. I'll tell you, one of, the, one of my biggest embarrassments is that when, when I was a senior in high school, toward the end of our graduation, they had this big map of the United States in the commons right by the cafeteria where everybody saw it. There was pins and names where everybody was going. You know, I went to a really good high school and, you know, there'd be Duke and there'd be Bryn Mawr and there'd be Harvard and Cornell and Gettysburg and colleges like that. And then there's my pin. I was such an idiot. I didn't really do anything in high school as far as grade-wise. My pin was about two inches, not even two inches, half an inch from where our high school was outside of Philadelphia because I went to this little junior college called Northeastern. And it was so embarrassing because it was, I mean, nobody even heard this junior college. So what? I know, but it was embarrassing. You had a good college experience? No, I didn't. You were a commuter kid, right? Well, this got me into a, uh, a yeah. regular four-year college, but then I dropped out after another two years because I still had two years to go after four years of college already. And I wasn't learning a thing because I wasn't motivated. Yeah, you're, you don't need to go to college to do comedy. Let me tell you this, pal. I got in my Volkswagen with a buddy and we went across the country in that Volkswagen I learned more about life than I did in the four years of college, and that's the truth. And look at you, a very successful entrepreneur man, businessman, radio personality, going to be in the, eventually in the Radio Hall of Fame. It was all done without going to college, right? Ah, uh, shucks. So college isn't for everybody. I mean, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you're specific. There's a lot to... of things that you need college for. It's almost mandatory. I mean, if you're going to get a good job nowadays, come on, kids, go to college. Yeah, if you can afford it, right? But it doesn't always work out for people like us for a lot of reasons. Right, but I think that the, the college education thing is changing. I don't think everybody needs to go to college anymore. How many kids go to college because it's just an extension of the next thing to do in life? You know, everybody goes to high school and they go to college and they get married right away. It's a mistake. You got to stop and figure out what you want to do in life. Get in that Volkswagen. Travel. Travel can, the world. Or you can be like little Tommy Kent. Yeah. 14, get, in, 15. get into radio. That's a good way to see the USA. Right? Ride your bike. Town today. to town, up and down the dial. This guy actually left school, got on his bike, and rode to the radio station to get on air. Actually, I walked the first time. but Right. Then I got wise. I said, you know, since the job interviews, you, you don't want to be riding a bicycle <laughs> on a job interview. And I have my little suit on, you know. 
So I walked. I walked like 10 miles to get to the radio station in my suit. I was walking through fields. I had briars on my little suit when I was 14. You know what? I think it'd be really interesting for the listeners to hear what that 16-year-old, 15-year-old radio voice sounded like. If you could get tapes of that. No, you don't want to hear that. No. Hi, everybody. It's Tommy No, no. My my voice had changed, but I just didn't know how to use it yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a some story. You need a book. You need to write a book. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's in me, my friend. It's in you. There's a lot of stories in me. In the Naked City, right? In the Naked City. Tom and Mike. I was reading this article on Slate. I guess it's Slate Magazine, but it's also a website called Slate. And there's this article that said, playtime is over for parents. And that the excessive devotion to your kids, it's a little hindrance to their development. That parents try so hard to, you know, play with their kids and do things that they're not letting the kids, you know, for example, why don't you just let them go outside in the yard with a stick, right? Yeah, you've said that for years. Kids don't even know what a stick is, do they? They don't. At Christmas time, instead of filling those boxes full of toys that they're never going to play with, just give them boxes, empty boxes. Just let them open up a bunch of empty boxes and then let them play in the boxes. You should let them be bored again because boredom teaches them life isn't a parade of amusements. It also spawns creativity and self-sufficiency. That makes sense, doesn't it? Totally. You know, whenever I told my mom I was bored, you know what she told me? Go bang your head against the wall. That's what she told me, Thomas. Go bang your head against the wall. You did it too, didn't you? Yes, I did. It explains a lot. I think we've reached a point where daydreaming is a lost art that nobody does anymore. Because, you know, when you don't have all those things to do, you daydream. When you you daydream, you come up, you know, something that might change the world, like Steve Jobs or something, right? Or Tim Apple. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Apple. Oh, buddy. Tom and Mike. Do you know how many cents the human nose has? Thousands. Well, for many, many years, they thought it was 10,000, which is a lot. But new research says that the human nose has one trillion different smells. Whoa. I guess they add to that the smell of fear when you come home late and your wife doesn't know where you were, right? Oh, that's a nasty smell. You know, there's no mistaking the odor of rotting fish or burning rubber or stuff like that or, you know... Your uncle who just had that broccoli and bean lunch and you're sitting behind him, right? Like I always say, never a good idea to be downwind in that situation, even if it is your uncle. You'll want to cry, uncle. They're actually talking about having smell-o-vision on your television. Did you hear about that? And why is that? I don't know. It's just another technological advancement they're working on. Smell-o-vision. Yeah, where you could turn on your TV set and the show you're watching, you'll get the smells of that show. I mean, can you imagine some of the shows you wouldn't want to have that smell of vision like Housewives in New Jersey? <laughs> you know, I think Shakespeare must have been on to something because he's the guy that said there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. Maybe it was the people of Denmark. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having one trillion smells? And, you know, I have a big schnoz, so I can believe that. I never noticed that. Yeah. No, it's, you just have a little head. Little head? That's why the nose looks a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the smell thing goes back all the way to caveman. Where the wife of the caveman comes in the cave and says, will you forget working on that damn wheel or that fire and get some deodorant? Huh? How about that? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how they come up with one trillion smells because, you know, they get to about 876 and run out of things to smell, right? So if we have a trillion smells, you got to figure dogs, animals, their sensitivity is a lot higher. They're amazing. Think? Yeah. Amazing. Just like our daily podcast, What's This World Coming to... Dot com. Tom and Mike.